Hello, all. Welcome to another conversation on all things considered franchising, powered by ScottMilesFranchiseCoach.com. I am Scotty Milas. All Things Considered Franchising is a podcast that speaks with entrepreneurs in and out of the franchising community. We can discuss the insights of franchising, business ownership, the do's and don'ts, as well as conversations with brands from all different categories and investment levels. Scott Milas Franchise Coach is a consulting organization. I'm the president and founder, assisting potential entrepreneurs exploring opportunities in the franchising space. The services, education, guidance we provide are at no cost to you. Today's guest, one of the, I think, rising stars in the franchising industry. I mean, you know, I've, I've been around a long time and I think the industry is just getting younger and younger, but there are some really what I call top gun, young gun uh, developers, people who really have their hands or fingers on the pulse of the industry. And our guest today is Matthew Karahelios, uh, Director nice. of Franchise Development with Buzz Franchise Brands. And we'll get into that in the middle a little bit more. But Matthew, welcome aboard. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Scotty. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking some time here. We want to chit-chat. You know, you have an interesting background, uh, Matthew. Um, obviously, you started out in a as a specialist in the vehicle automotive industry. Uh, you got introduced into the franchising space by a friend of yours, if I, if, if I did my research correctly. Yeah. Um, you were part of uh, Driven Brands. You were on their development team, a, an organization that focuses on the automobile industry. I can kind of see the connection there with the company you were with before that. But then right. you uh, then you left there and, and went off and, and helped build a, a pretty well-known, uh, uh, I guess, uh, women-related, female-related uh, uh, fitness uh, center, uh, really in competition with the Orange Theories, and uh, recently made a transition over the Buzz, Buzz franchise brands. And uh, you're focusing on British Swim School, Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, and Grand Illuminations. So before we get into each brand, um, tell us your thoughts about the franchising industry. I mean, you're 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 kind of that young gun, as I mentioned. Um, speaking with, I would say, primarily people that may may be older than you. I don't want to give you away your age, but um, where are you seeing the franchising industry? What are you seeing as uh, you know interest in entrepreneurship? You know, and 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 you know your thoughts on the franchising industry. Absolutely. So, so a couple things here, uh, and thanks for the introduction. You know, ultimately, if uh, I'm you know, looking at the franchising industry as a whole, right? I mean, people are looking to become entrepreneurs. You know, we, we've talked about that before, right? It's uh, kind of a badge of honor. There's a lot uh, of hard work and, and time and, and everything else that comes along with that, but it can be really rewarding down the road. And so, uh, you know, kind of got this juxtaposition of a strong job market here in the last, you know, 24 months. Uh, and so people are trying to figure out, hey, what's next? You know, I've got a job right now, uh, making decent money. I, I don't love what I'm doing, right? Or I want to have more time with my family and I'm looking for that next step. And, and you know, we're able to come in and, and be a, a bridge to that, you know, especially working with some of your clients and, uh, you know, some of the coaching that, that you guys do. It, it's, it's an exciting time to be in the industry. You know, ultimately for me, I grew up uh, working in the restaurant business, you know, my dad and my family have owned restaurants and catering businesses for 
a long time, you know, over the last 75 years or so. Um, yep, you, you earned your stripes, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I did. You know, I've got some burns on my hands and forearms from washing dishes back in, in the sixth grade, busting tables. And so I grew up around working in a family business and, uh, you know, wouldn't have traded that experience for, for anything looking back on it. And so specifically where uh, a franchise can come in and, and really help uh, an entrepreneur, whether they're later in their career or earlier in their career, is providing marketing support, put together a, a game plan, operational support, training, you know, a network of peers that uh, me and my family did not have, you know, as we were kind of building up all, our business. You know, my dad was kind of your typical uh, stubborn Greek guy and probably <laughs> wouldn't have, have been the best franchisee because, he, you know, he, he doesn't, he wants to do things his own way and, and not recreate a system. But uh, there's a lot of smart individuals out there now that, they're looking for a playbook. You know, they know they can right. get out on it, and, and that's where we can come in and really help. Yeah, you know, you're talking about your dad, and uh, you know, my dad's not Greek, but you're really kind of giving me this vision of uh, my big, uh, my 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 big fat Greek wedding. You know, the dad and that stereotype, and uh, and and I think you know one of the things about being a consultant, and there are a lot of consultants that try to stay away from food, uh, but you know, the food. If you've been in the food industry. Even as a kid working in college or in high school, it builds a lot of character because it it's not hard work; it's long work, and it, it develops a lot of thick skin. I think, and you know, and, and again, if if your father taught you, then you came out on the right end because uh, it, it's a service based business and it's all about the uh, customer. But um, yep. you and I were talking before we we hit the the, the record button here about you know, some of the reasons to get into a franchise or, or looking at a franchise, uh, you know, you and I were kind of chuckling that we've heard all the stories on why someone wants to get into a franchise or be an entrepreneur. But, you know, in some cases, those are all the wrong reasons. And that's what we were chuckling about. What are you seeing? I mean, obviously, there is that the wealth, I want to build my own wealth. And I think there's that that primary reason. But are you seeing any swing or anything that stands out on why people are making this move? Or at least in, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people investigating it now more than I've ever seen before. Uh, you know, maybe you can share some points on what you're seeing as far as why people are knocking on the door for entrepreneurship at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, people, a common theme of conversations that, that I've been having recently is, hey, I'm looking for, for freedom. And a lot of people kind of will think of financial freedom and, and dollar signs and, and everything else. But really what, you know, it seems like the majority of people are looking for are the freedom to spend time with their family when they want to, or go on a quick vacation to the beach, whatever it may be, they want to own their schedule. And ultimately they want to have uh, control of their decisions and, and everything else. And so we're seeing a lot of people that, you know, maybe during the pandemic went, totally remote and they were working from home and getting to spend a lot more time with their family. Now they're back in the corporate office or, or corporate setting and kind of realizing, Hey, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Uh, and so, yeah. you know, sometimes these are, are, you know, really high income earners that are, uh, you know, they're making a great salary, but they're willing to, to take a risk and, and do something else. Right. Yeah. Cause there is the risk reward. It's really funny. I was talking to somebody, I was, uh, I was at a uh, trade show this past weekend uh, uh, in, in New Jersey, New York, New Jersey area and uh, setting up a booth and I was talking to somebody and, you know, one of, somebody I was talking to who was, you know, 
trying, we were helping, we were having a conversation on what their why was, you know, why they wanted to do this. And, and it was an interesting conversation because the comment back to me was, is that I want to be able to say, no, I don't want to work today. And I thought that was pretty clever, just that flexibility of being able to say no versus being able to go in and, you know, having to submit a time off request or ask your boss, can you work from home? So I think you're right. The pandemic opened a lot of doors to the quality of family time and the quality of life can be more important than that, you know, paycheck. I mean, look, revenue is important. Income is important. Sure. We all want to pay our bills. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Buzz Brands. We're talking to Matthew Carahelius, uh, uh, Director of Franchise Development for uh, Buzz Franchise Brands. Buzz Franchise Brands is a uh, what we call a franchise sales organization, sometimes known as an FSO in the uh, franchising industry. And what they do is they take on onboard some brands and help them develop. Uh, you're doing a lot of work. I know uh, we're working together on a project right now with British Swim School. So why don't we start off there? Tell us a little bit about British Swim School because it's kind of a unique, it's really a very important uh, element to the life cycle, especially at an early age and even to adults um, it, when it comes to teaching people how to swim. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll touch on Buzz real quick uh, as well. You know, so we're, you know, while we do have the franchise development you know, aspect of the company, we also have a, a support team within in the brand. So, uh, you know, we're really in terms of corporate support, we'll call it uh, the shared services platform. We've got around okay. 30 employees now that are wow. going to be around 15 uh, to 20 around the marketing aspect. So digital marketing, SEO, uh, you know, social media, PR, et cetera. We'll also have around seven or eight employees on the finance and analytics side. Uh, and then around seven or eight on the onboarding and education side of the, the business. So they'll support across all four brands. And then each brand within that uh, umbrella will have its own support team, brand president, et cetera, all based out of Virginia Beach. Uh, and so. Interesting. So okay, good. Good to know. British, absolutely. And, and British Swim School specifically. So, yes, we are a learn to swim concept. Uh, you know, we're a, a vital life saving skill. So we're coming in, we're teaching primarily. Uh, kids ages three months to, to three years old, all the way up until you know nine or, or ten year olds. We even offer adult classes, and so we're teaching water acclimation, and then we're teaching water survival skills. Once they graduate out of that program, uh, they'll move on to stroke development and, and so on. Uh, you know, one of the really unique things here is is when you're thinking about a learn to swim model or, or swim lessons in general. You're thinking, all right, it's going to be two million bucks, you know, a million and a half right. to go out, build a pool, and you have to maintain a pool, which is not fun. Uh, and ultimately, what we're doing is we're going out and partnering with third-party, uh, generally depressed assets. So that's going to be hotels, gyms, retirement centers, uh, physical therapy centers. Some municipalities will, will have pools, and, and we'll go in and uh, essentially rent the the pools for a period of each day. And so it allows us to remain asset light. Allows us to you know, get our doors open in, in 90 to 120 days. Wow, that's good. Quick. Um, I'll say doors metaphorically, you know, but uh, and allows the franchisee to scale within their territory. Hey, if you're things are going well at pool number one, you can add a second pool. You can add a third pool. You know, you're not having to do that uh, by spending another two million bucks right. to, to build one. Right. So 
Let's take a step back on Buzz because I think it's interesting. I said, you know, I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about the structure of FSOs and the 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 importance they're starting to play within the development of, of building emerging brands and getting people to come in and invest in the business. But, you know, it sounds like the the infrastructure, which I think is the most important thing in a franchise system, because it's 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 one thing to invest in it. You sign your agreements, you pay your check, but now it's kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? So it sounds like that once somebody has made that commitment or you've awarded the franchise and they've made the equipment, uh, made the commitment to invest and become a franchisee, Buzz is putting a lot of time, effort, and energy on that onboarding process. Now, you don't have any brick and mortar locations, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong. So a lot of this is the marketing, the post and pre-marketing, but also equipment and making sure that all those I's are dotted and T's are crossed and that, uh, you know, that bucket list, so to speak, that uh, punch, punch list, I guess is the best way to put it, is is checked off to get somebody opened correctly. Uh, am I on the right track there? Because that's important. 100%, 100%. So when somebody executes their franchise agreement, you know, whether it's British Swim School, Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, Grand Illuminations, they're going to transition uh, to the actual operational support team within that brand. So they'll have somebody that, you know, essentially operates as a franchise opening special specialist and is there to walk you through each step of the opening timeline, whether that's, uh, you know, securing your first couple of employees, attending business training, attending technical training, etc. And then we're going to help you through the actual launch of the business and then support you once you're once you're up and running. Uh, and, and we've done a really good job building a, a great team in, in Virginia Beach. So when you look at British Swim School, are we looking at people that are interested in this concept with with young children that are looking to build a business or are we looking for that or are we seeing uh, that corporate executive that refugee from corporate america i mean is it does it serve both uh models someone that you know uh it sounds like it there's there's got to be that sales aptitude uh being able to network be able to get involved in you know finding pools to rent the space i mean is there a lot of that sales aptitude in this, in, in, in the British swim school or any of the brands, I mean, for, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great question. You know, I would say that it's always a plus, right. And that that's probably true of a, a lot of businesses, but uh, it's definitely a, a positive thing, especially the relationship building within the community. So whether that's the local, you know, charity schools, just any kind of yep. organization that has young children associated with it, being able to, to be out there and, and, uh, you know, ambassador for their business or, or the brand always is a good thing. You know, I would say that we do have both from a, a corporate refugee perspective, along with somebody that, you know, maybe has a passion to work with young kids. Right. I think where sometimes people get a little caught up uh, in uh, British swim school specifically is they think, well, you know, do I need to have a passion for swimming, aquatics, uh, lifeguarding, et cetera? And, and you really don't, you know, the, the key thing that we're looking for is the ability to, to manage people and that's you know, your team yes. and, and employees and, and then ultimately you know, build out that that community awareness awareness to your point. You know, you bring up a great, uh, great point, Matt. You know, a lot of people, the perception is, is that. The, you have to have industry experience to uh, considerable industry experience to get into a franchise. So if you're, you know, you use British swim school as an example that again, you know, a passion for swimming, know how to swim. I've been a lifeguard. Again, that helps, 
But sure. in, in reality, most franchisors would would rather you not have a lot of industry experience because they don't want you to come in with any preconceived notions about how to run a business. They want you to come in and be able to learn the systems and the best practices that, you know, we talked about the restaurant industry in the beginning, want to learn that menu of services that make a franchisee successful. Exactly right. Exactly right. We, you know, we definitely have some franchisees that grew up around the water and, and that's, that's awesome. But, you know, you're, you're exactly right. It, it's certainly not a prerequisite. Uh, we kind of joke around, hey, you, you certainly can't hate working with kids in this right. business. That, that's a, that's a deal. <laughs> well, it's like that's the pet industry. Making. You're right. You're right. You got to have, you, yeah, you got to like being around kids. You're absolutely right. And, uh, uh, you know, and managing people. Uh, Pool Scouts is an interesting brand. Another one of the, uh, you know, a home service type business. Uh, want to tell us a little bit about Pool Scouts? I mean, uh, the clock's ticking down here, but I just want to make sure we get in some of the other uh, the other three brands, Pool Scouts. Uh, what can you tell us about Pool, Pool Scouts? Absolutely. So Pool Scouts is going to be uh, residential pool cleaning and, and maintenance. And so uh, we're focusing on the home. You know, really what we're coming in and doing is professionalizing the pool industry to a certain degree. And, and what I mean by that specifically is marketing support, branding, you know, customer acquisition, that, that's the key. I mean, we can be very specific in targeting who our customers are, right? Uh, typically 80,000 average household income, you know, with an in-ground pool in their backyard. You know, we can get access to those permits and, and identify, you know, where these pool owners are. So getting the phone to ring, making sure that we're answering the phone call when it comes in, right. securing that first appointment and, and really helping create that, that business and, and, you know, aggressive launch. Uh, so it's all about recurring customers. You know, we're typically weekly, uh, in some cases, bi-weekly visits. And, you know, the one thing I love about this business is the more times that we visit a home, the more efficient we get. You know, we right. know that Sparky the dog, if he's in the backyard, it's okay. He's friendly. You know, we know where the pool pump is. Well, the cleaner the pool is, you know, the less time right. we're spending there in, in the long run. And so it's the, the ideal candidate in this brand is going to be somebody that, you know, can manage labor and manage customer acquisition costs. That, yeah, once he gets their hands a little dirty a little bit, maybe once in a while. You know, one of the preconceived yeah. notions about the pool, pool scouts concept or the pool industry is, is that you have to be in a 365 degree, uh, 365 day uh, warm weather client. When in fact, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, that, uh, the businesses that really do well in this category are the ones that have uh, that are in the four seasons that, you know, it's, it's two seasons versus all four uh, being the pool open. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's a great point that you bring up and it is definitely a preconceived notion. Yeah. You know, generally all candidates that I speak to, unless they have a pool in their backyard, which does happen a lot, you know, they're assuming that the pool season is, Memorial Day to, to Labor Day, because that's typically when, when public pools and country club pools, et cetera, are, are open. And in reality, the, the residential pool market, so to say, it, it you know, opened sometime in, in some cases, February, early March, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, that seems to be more the trend here recently. And you might, you know, keep the pool open all the way through November, or in some cases, year round, you know, the, the way the pool pumps are manufactured now they have indicators that when the water gets below a certain 
temperature, they can kick on a, a right. heater, et cetera. Right. And so it's a large opportunity for us, you know, in the seasonal, more seasonal markets, uh, they're going to be revenue opportunities and that's opening the pool in the spring, closing, closing the pool in the late fall, early right. winter. Right. And so because of those bookends of business, you know, there's, doesn't affect cash flow as much as people may, may think. Right. And you added uh, grand illuminations to the kind of the portfolio to help uh, the franchisees with an additional revenue stream. Uh, we call it holiday lighting, uh, you know, putting up, taking down holiday lights during the season. Um, real quickly, I mean, tell us a little bit about the connection to that, to Pool Scouts. I mean, are you seeing the Pool Scout franchisee kind of investing in that as well and now having that 365-day revenue uh, potential uh, opportunities? Uh, absolutely. So that's uh, that's our newest brand uh, under the Buzz franchise uh, brand's umbrella. So we launched that last year. We've got around uh, just under 15 franchisees. So it's a handful of Mosquito Joe's franchisees, Pool Scouts franchisees, and we're going to start franchising that business uh, to, to the public, so to say, uh, later this year. And so it is an opportunity to, to be an add-on service. You know, it's a uh, kind of a specific clientele that we're going after and typically a, a higher income uh, level customer. And it allows a business like a pool scouts or like a, any kind of mosquito killing uh, or, or insect control franchise out there you know, to keep certain staff members right. on board in, in their off months uh, and create some, some pretty nice cash flow during that time as well. Right. And the last one is, is a category that has a lot of, uh, um, character to it, but a lot of people seem to want to push away from it. It's got this, uh, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it, it just, it, it's not a sexy brand. Um, and that's home clean heroes, but it plays a very, very important role in, um, in, in, in sanitary, keeping home sanitary, um, you know, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, right? I mean, am I am I correct? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's one of those businesses that people might not be rolling out of bed in the morning thinking that, hey, here is what I, I want to do. Here's what I want to start. But, you know, it's a, a business and an industry that is, you know, it's been around for a long time. It's it's stable. You know, people want to throw around the, the term recession resistant. You know, it, it is generally true of, of this business. And, it's all about recurring customers. It's all about you know marketing to a certain customer uh, that is either a, a single or sometimes dual income uh, household that has some stability in terms of employment and, and create a lot of predictability uh, you know over the long run. It's, it's a long term wealth generator, and that's you know there's no better way to put it here. Uh, for us, we've tried to differentiate a little bit in a, a sea of pinks and greens and, and the term maze, right. et cetera you know, th thrown around in, in a, a number of different capacities. So, you know, we're Home Queen Heroes is the name of the brand. We've partnered with an organization, uh, which is called the First Responders Children's Foundation. So internally, we'll call our program Heroes First. So every time that we go out and clean a home, our franchisee is donating 50 cents to the uh, First Responders Children's Foundation. We match that wow, from the great. corporate office. And, and so we're able to give back. Uh, as we're cleaning homes. And it's been a really good opportunity for our franchisees to connect in their local community, you know, give back and, and ultimately drive some, some good press to their business.
Right. Matt, last question for you. We're talking to uh, Matt Carahelios, uh, Director of Franchise Development for Buzz Franchise Brands, representing uh, British Swim School, Pool Scouts, uh, Home Clean Heroes, and uh, Grand Illuminations. Matt, um, best advice that you can give somebody for not going into uh, becoming an entrepreneur or not investing in a franchise? I mean, I've always looked at, and I say this every time I have one of these podcasts, uh, there are two types of entrepreneurs. There's the process entrepreneur, which is the person who can follow a process and is really ideally fits well with franchising. And then there's the visionary entrepreneur, the person who really wants to develop all the bells and the whistles. And that's the person I typically say really doesn't belong or should really kind of step foot into the franchising industry, although you never know. But is there anything out there, I mean, it, as, as someone's thinking about it, on what you could tell them, don't do it if, uh, and you know, if you're really thinking about it, this is what you should be thinking about. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple things that that I, I would that come to mind, right? Uh, number one is, hey, if you're looking to get rich quick, you know, there's definitely stories and examples out there uh, of people doing that, you know, and and. Most of the time, those franchisees are people that are sales or, or marketing background, aggressive, and they're maybe at the right place at, at the right time. You know, uh, this is something that, hey, we want to partner with somebody who's looking to build a long-term relationship uh, and, and is, you know, approaching their business in, in that capacity. You know, it's uh, over the last, uh, I guess I'm getting close to 10 years doing this. Last <laughs> But, you don't uh, have any gray hair yet, Matt. You're young. Not, not that you can see, at least. That, you know, I, my two kids have certainly uh, started to expedite that here recently. You know, but uh, I think people coming into a franchise model, and it's okay to innovate. It's okay to have good ideas and, and pass those along to people. But let's get your, your core customer base in a really good spot first. And then let's start innovating exactly. and, and trying yeah. new things. Yeah. And so... You're going to spend all this money. You're going to pay for support. Utilize it. You know, that that's what right. it's there for. Nope. You're absolutely right. You're, you are absolutely right. And I think what you just said before is absolutely 150% accurate. Investing in a franchise or investing in a business isn't a quick, a, a get rich quick scheme. It, it takes work. I mean, you have to build up your business. I've always used the analogy that if you're earning X, how long did it take you to get to X? So why would you think that if it took it, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years to get to a point at X in your career, why all of a sudden, you, you know, you sign your franchise agreements and pay your fees that all of a sudden you're going to be earning X. You got to, you know, uh, franchisors support you, buzz brands support you. They don't run your business for you and they don't go out and quote, get you clients. There's a lot of hard work involved in this and, that's why there there are people that succeed because they're willing to put the hard work in. But then again, the people that don't follow the system and don't put the hard work in, those are the people that you know uh, they're they're backpedaling, they're swimming upstream. So Absolutely. we've been talking to uh, Matt Cara Helios. I think I said it right. Nicely <laughs> director done. Franchise director of director of franchise development for Buzz Franchise Brand. Matt, real quickly, what is the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they have any questions about the uh, four brands that we talked about today? Absolutely. So you can reach me on, on my cell or, or mobile, 336-300-6384. Uh, email address is going to be mcarahalis. Maybe we can put that 
Yeah, we'll have a little, yep, we'll have that cool. up on the cabinets. Yep. Uh, yep. Halift at, at buzzfranchisebrands.com or, or just go to our, our website. All of our brands are, are uh, hosted there and then separate brand pages. Uh, and and you know, we have my contact information there as well. Great, great. Well, this is Scotty Milas, uh, your host for All Things Considered Franchising, powered by scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. If you are considering business ownership and would like to learn more about the steps of investigating and researching and educating yourself on a franchise, feel free to reach out to me at 860-751-9126, or you can email me at scott at scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. And of course, visit my website, scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. So then again, this is Scotty Milas. Until next time, this has been All Things Considered Franchising. Music.